Welcome back everybody to another exciting episode of The Careful Boys where we got Walter in the hot seat today. Woo! Hot seat, Walter. So welcome to our Game of Thrones hot seat where you know we like to put uh, our special guests in a very, 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 very warm and hot seat and okay. ask, you, get, ask you some really, really fun questions where we start off a little start. bit cool. Start off a little cool and we'll get a little warmer and we'll heat it up at the end, okay? Okay. Bart likes to start it off real sterile. Go ahead, Bart. Do I? Okay. Um, what was your favorite subject in high school? <laughs> Oh fuck, dude, you're so good at Whoa. that. That's a sterile ass question. <laughs> hey, nobody gives a fuck, but let, let's just start like, that. That's like, wait, let's waste some time yeah, kind let's of question. Just go and warm up. You know, like, I, looking back, I actually remember all my teachers in high school. And I, I, I'll say history. I wasn't good at it, but I, I liked to teach her a lot. Teacher, yeah, right? Mr. Reed. I got a question. He was hot. So, like, for the people <laughs> who just tuned in, who don't know who you are, Walter is a stand-up comedian, right? Oh, gee, yeah. And, and third usually, wave. Third wave, third wave. Third wave. Third wave. And usually, the type of people we get in here are interesting, or they have a skill, or they do something in entertainment, or whatever, whatever, right? But I like to always ask, what got you into doing this thing, like, how did you get passionate about stand-up comedy? That's true, that? especially back then. Yeah. It was during a time when Asians had no representation, and you know, it was still a time where there was no people that you can look up to, and, and you just had to just do it. For me, so I have three stints in stand-up. One was when I was 22, right out of college. Uh, one was like when I was, I think, 23, 24, and then this is the longest one. It's been probably close to like maybe 15, 16, 17 years. I'm bad at time. Um, this one just started, this stint just started as a hobby. I just wanted to just do it, uh, just for fun. But for most people, getting on stage is like the most frightening thing in the world, though. Yeah, for me, I'm not wired that way. So oh. for me, getting on stage is, that was like, I didn't, it wasn't a concern of mine. Even the first show, you didn't have like the butterflies, like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this shit. I think I was more concerned with, like the very first time I did, I did stand up was at Laugh Factory, waiting outside oh. for like 12 hours. Um, that was when I was 22. My main concern was, is, uh, are they gonna find me funny? That was like my main concern. I wasn't like getting on stage or anything True. like that. But like, wait, so you had to wait 20 hours for your turn? 12, back then you had to be there at seven in the morning. Wow. And then you wait all day and then uh, they take your, they take names at like around like 5.30 or whatever. Wow. And you had to wait there and hold your spot. Uh, Cause if you left, someone would come across your name out and put their own name in. Oh, other comics? Oh, other That's yeah. ruthless, yeah. dude. It was bad back then. Now I heard you can go like at four or five in the afternoon and they just take the first 25, that's Pussy. it. Like no one waits. They're just checking online now. Yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah. virtual queue. <laughs> but back then, yeah, you had to wait. What is back then, like in the 90s or like? So I, I, I had just graduated, so this was 96. Damn, that's when Tupac died, man. Damn, that means I gotta owe it to PK because every time I had a, a spot, uh -huh. he just hooked me up. I never waited or anything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there, yeah. there are people that they'll give spots to because obviously notoriety and all that yeah. stuff. But PK, you, PK, I will give it up to PK. He waited. So basically when you go, you do it. And then the owner will say, okay, uh, he'll, he'll evaluate you. And he'll say, okay, come back in two weeks. So you can only go once every two weeks. PK went once every two weeks for I think two years. Damn. I went once. Like, I didn't want to be a stand-up at the time. I was just doing, trying it. I went once and he goes, you're going to be a star in two years. Come back in two weeks. Coming back in two weeks, wait outside for 12 hours. I'm not doing that. I never went back because I didn't want to be a stand-up. When they say come back in two weeks, you still have to get in line. They don't line. like, mm, you still have to get in what line. The fuck? Yeah. So that's, Damn. it's always been a casual thing 
for you like oh uh, this is a fun life experience let me try it yeah. like you didn't have this massive dream to being the stand-up comedian no until i decided to do it professionally which was about i want to say like eight nine ten years ago mm -hmm. i decided i want to do this professionally so you did years of it just like for fun as a hobby yeah i, I didn't write too much material i had like 20 to 30 minutes of material but then once I decided I want to do this professionally, then I started really writing. You had a job at the same time? Like yeah, I was working in TV development mm. um, at John Wells Productions. Like our company produced ER, West Wing, Third wow. Watch. Oh. Yeah, and so I had I was working there. But yeah, I just did it as a hobby. I just did this as a hobby, and then when I decided I'm gonna do this professionally, then I really just started like. What was, what was the most glorious moment of your professional career so far? The the, the things that come into mind, I don't know if they're glorious uh, per se, but like uh, Neil Brennan co-creator of Chappelle's show. Yeah. Uh, I got off stage, he's like, hey man, good stuff. And you give me a fist bump. And then Damon Wayans, uh, I came off stage, he's like, hey man, that was, that was some funny stuff. So, so that to me was like, it was cool. Yeah. But like, um, glorious moment, honestly, like I'm really shallow. So a glorious moment for me would be like, <laughs> if like a hot chick after the show was like, oh my God, you're so funny. <laughs> it's like, Damon Wayans, yeah. But this hot girl. <laughs> that, like, yeah, if, like, yeah, if she goes like, oh my God, you're so funny, can we go grab a drink? Can I grab your balls? Yeah. Oh, that I. Well, I don't even know what the drink feels like. Balls. I would probably just die. <laughs> you would explode. <laughs> but yeah, like if, if like a hot girl after shit was like, oh my god, I think you're so funny. Can we go grab a drink? I'd probably be in a situation where I wouldn't know what to do. You yeah. know, like I, I'm sure, like you know, my mind's like, do say yes, say yes, say yes. Yeah, yeah. But then like my heart's like, but what if she hurts me? Were you single? <laughs> you were single throughout. What if we get married the and then she hint? divorces me? <laughs> you already thinking about that? What am I? Parents don't approve. Far. <laughs> so during that stint, you were single, dude. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, when girls say they like funny guys, that's not what they mean. They, they, they like. They don't like a honk honk. Yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When girls say they want a funny guy, when girls say they want a nice guy, and they say they want a smart guy, that's not what they mean. Like when they want a funny guy, they just want a guy that here and there makes some jokes and makes them laugh. Like what bar you know, like that. Like a Make a Wish Foundation yeah. clown. Yeah. When they when, when they want a nice guy. Pull my finger. And yeah. And then like nice guy, they they just want a guy that's only nice to them. They don't want a guy that's nice to everybody. Yeah, when they when they want a smart guy, they just want a guy that that that's code for that listens to them. Because if you watch them with dogs, they're like, oh my god, my dog's so smart. Look, he does everything I say. That's what they mean by smart guy. They don't want a smart guy. Oh, shit. Yeah. They don't want like when when Bart says like you know um, his mom said that black people have that extra third lung. Yeah, yeah. They don't want a guy that gives you the biological uh, the, like anatomy of like no that's not possible because of this. They want the guy that just goes, honey, what do you think? Oh, I agree with you. That's a smart guy. Oh, that guy's so, so smart. Yeah, my guy's so smart. You know, he he wears exactly what I tell him to wear, and he just listens. He's amazing. He's so smart. <laughs> That is a smart guy. Yeah. So smart. So like, it's a misnomer what they say. They try to, they're trying to trick us. Yeah. You know, so guys are like, oh, I'm funny, I'm smart, and yeah. Not, yeah. Uh, what about the potentially least glorious moment of your career so far? The least is not getting booked. <laughs> it's like that's probably like the least. I mean, because for comics, the main thing is getting booked. I'm mean, obviously getting fortune and fame is you know up there, but like getting booked is like the stepping stone to get to the next gig. And, and what's the definition gig. of getting booked? Like doing the local shows, is that considered getting booked? Or like doing the ones where you get to travel? Anywhere, yeah, anywhere. Getting booked, I think, is like key. Because if we don't get booked, then we can't perform and we can't get fans. We can't, you know, get out there. So getting booked is key. So like not getting booked, it sucks. 
Like, and it being yellow, if they if a club has one yellow comic already, like I, I I've heard this. Oh, we had we already had Ken Jong last week. So yeah, it's like, yeah. Right. Sorry, you're you're breaking. Does he take all the jobs? He <laughs> takes a lot. When, I gotta say, I love Ken, and if you guys have met Ken, he's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Well, we got beef, right? We got yeah. beef with him. But he's a job taking yeah. minority, yeah. is what he is. It's like, yo, dude, like, what are you doing coming back? Because yeah. he 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 wasn't doing comic comedy for a while, and then he came back, and it's like, oh, well, we got Ken, so we don't need anyone else. Can't you just see where he's at on Instagram, and you just go to the other cities? Yeah, but they'll, they'll say like, oh, we got Ken coming. So oh, so either way, Ken, yeah, I mean, and. Oh, that's awesome for Ken. He should be getting booked left and right. He's, he's awesome. But as a comic, it's like, yo, you could like not do comedy anymore. Like, <laughs> Have you tried that? Yeah. As a comic, you could just give up. Yeah. You kind of like made a lot of money and like, eh, you could give us a... You could go back to being a doctor. Yeah, maybe? you're a doctor, dude. Yeah. Be a doctor. You have a lot of career choices, bro. Right, yeah. Hot seat style, who's the comic that you hate the most in the game? Yeah. Ken Jong. Ken Jong! I love him, but I fucking hate him! Like, like, hate too strong. Hate too strong. Like, real hate? Or How like, about this? Which comic do you think is overrated? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. See, that's a little safer. Nice. Let's talk some shit! Log into Netflix. Oh, log yeah. into Netflix. They're giving those oh, away, huh? Special. They're giving away specials to everybody. Log into Netflix. Um, so you're talking about uh, Brendan Schaub. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that is. I think it makes the point though. Oh, the, no, but, but it makes a it, but it makes a point though. Do you think there's a difference in prestige between HBO and Netflix when you get an HBO special and a Netflix special? Right now, Netflix is higher. Oh, because yeah. wow. of Dave Chappelle, though, huh? Well, all the comics that they sign, like you know, Amy, even Amy Schumer, like the big deals they're getting. Um, to me, I think it's great that they, the guys that the guys and gals that got Netflix specials, awesome. Yeah. But I think it also hurts stand-up comedy. Because then people, they're already paying for Netflix. So when they're at home, they're like, oh, this is for free. Yeah. Well, you want me to go to a comedy club and pay 60 to $80? They don't appreciate it. Yeah, and then the comics, they're like, oh, they're not even that good. Yeah. Because they don't recognize them. Recognition is, uh, it helps a lot. Yeah, it does. So when they're at home, they're, this is for free. I could pause it whenever I want, and I get the best people. So it's fucking the comedy economy. I think so. Yeah. I think so, personally. I mean, you're going to have a lot of, like, comedians that are, like, fake intelligent. Um, that's not me. I'm like actually intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> Today's video is brought to you by Upstar. Tis the season of gift giving, but you shouldn't forget about yourself. Why not give yourself the gift of financial freedom with Upstart? Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your personal debt with a loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards or consolidating high interest debt or funding personal expenses. Over 1 million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment with a payoff date. Rather than looking at your credit score alone, Upstart considers other factors like your income, current employment, and credit history to find you a smarter rate for your loan. You can check your rate without impacting your credit score in minutes for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can even receive funds as fast as one business day after being accepted for your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payment today by going to upstart.com slash off the record. That's upstart, U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash O-F-F-T-H-E-R-E-C-O-R-D. Don't forget to use the URL so they know that we sent you guys. Loan amounts will be determined by your credit, income, and other information provided on your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash off the record. Has anyone ever stolen your jokes? 
Um, I, I can I can say maybe a couple, like two or three. But like Ken Jong, huh? Yeah, Ken Jong, you joke stealer. You know? I won't say the guy's name, but I'll give you the initials. Carlos Jong. <laughs> so like. CM. No, like Ken, no, Ken's never stole anything. He's never stole anything. He, he, he's not a joke thief. Yeah. He's not a he's not a joke thief. Um, I, I, it'd be difficult for me to argue that they stole the joke, but I'm I'm of the school of thought, and this is a personal thing. If I hear like a comedian do a, a joke that's similar to mine, I won't say anything to them. I'll just stop doing the joke because mm -hmm. for me, I'm confident enough I can write another joke. Wow. Yeah. That's just yeah, that's just my own that. personal thing. So I don't like if someone if we, have a, if we have a similar joke, I'll just stop doing it. Like I don't, I don't care. Um, but and I knew smash their wife. Yeah. Yeah. That's if she likes me, which is rare. You know? <laughs> if she doesn't break my heart. Yeah, first. because she probably wants a smart guy that's funny, and, <laughs> and then she'll break my heart and get we'll get divorced. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which comedy club in LA has the nicest owner? Oh, you know, I gotta say, um, there are comedy club owners where if you don't know them, yeah. they're not nice. And I don't, that doesn't mean they're mean. They're just, they, you have to understand that they run into thousands of people yeah, yeah, yeah. who are all trying to kiss their butts. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's the a bouncer of, at the front of the club. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a wall to begin with. But having said that, once you get to know them, honestly, like I think uh, Jamie at Laugh Factory is really nice, really sweet person. Um, the owners of uh, Haha ha Cafe, Terry and uh, Jack. Is that in Glendale? Uh, no, it's a or studio, uh, North Hollywood, Studio oh, City. Hollywood. They're really sweet people. Um, and most of like the managers and bookers, they're, they're nice people, most of them. Not all of them, but most of them are nice. Um, and so it's just a matter of getting past the wall because, and you understand why there is a wall. You know, it'd be like when you guys were doing Just Kidding Films and all these Asian actors and actresses were like, oh, I'm so funny, I'm, I'm, I'm a comedian too. I wanna do sketches. You probably heard that so many times. It's like, you do have to put up a certain amount of walls because chances are they're not funny. Mm -hmm. Chances are they suck. Yeah. But they're, you know, but you, you don't know, but you do know. You know, because you have to you have to pretend you don't know and be like, oh yeah, yeah, no, I'm sure you're great, yeah, like you know, hit us up. But inside, you're like, oh, I hope they don't hit us up. Because it's, <laughs> it's, stressful. <laughs> it's stressful saying no, like to oh, yeah. say no to someone all the time. Huh? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. How do you deal with bombing on stage? I don't know what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> What's your worst bombing story? So, okay, yeah, yeah, worst yeah, one. So yeah. when I started early on, what I used to do is I used to rush through my material. Because was, was it the anxiety of being on stage, or like what was? What do you think? Well, like, so at one point, so I used to, my second stint. I used to do my my character was a guy that owned um, a fast food egg roll and wonton place, <laughs> and I had all these different. Egg so rolls you would play a persona. I played a character. I played a Chinese guy. Like, you know, like, I got fried egg roll and fried wonton, and then not so fried egg roll, not so fried wonton. And then I would play all the characters that came in. I had like a southern guy come in, a black guy come in, like English people come in. The crowd was all British. Wait, so you played the I played all customer. the characters. I played everybody, I played everybody. The crowd was British. They just didn't get it. Cause is it an American joke? I don't know, I guess Americans more got it, but yeah. like the British people just did not get it. Or they didn't like me, I don't know what it was. But there was like, it was, there was a small crowd, like 30 people, like 20 of them were British. Yeah. No one was laughing. So I, so what should have been 15 minutes, I rushed through in about five to seven minutes. Damn. I just rushed through. Cause like, I cause whether they're supposed to laugh, they weren't laughing. So I just kept going. Like, like yeah, I just, yeah. it was basically, I was just reading off a, like a, um, a, like a playlist, you know, I was just reading. That's probably like the worst that I ever bombed. And the whole time was your heart pumping and your- Yeah, like I was just like, I need to get off stage. Were you sweating a lot? Shit. Uh, I don't, 
I don't sweat like that. Like that doesn't make me sweat. But that's not your fault. That's like British people's fault. Right? That's oh, of course. No. Yeah. Like while I was doing it, I was like, yeah, I was like, you guys are so dumb. Like why don't you understand this? You should have said that. But yeah, but, but see back then though, I was so like like basically what happens when you when well, at least when I bomb and you, the anxiety level goes up. It's your vision starts closing in. It's like when you're drunk and your vision starts closing. And you have no peripheral vision. It just starts closing in. All you see is this. That's kind of like what was going on with me. But like now, if a joke doesn't, and when work, it closes, you're just looking at the exit sign. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Yeah. Like, Give me the light. Give me the light. Where's the light? It is supposed to drop the mic and run. <laughs> That's basically like what you know what I wanted to do. Uh, but like now, like if a joke doesn't work, I just kind of like. I'll give it some like a couple seconds to see like maybe they're not getting it. Yeah. But now like I call them out like oh like oh like so like I lost you on that one or like uh, you know you guys are dumb because this is an awesome joke yeah. <laughs> and I know it's yeah. awesome because it's work yeah, yeah you guys are but like so now like if a joke doesn't work it doesn't affect me like it did before like before like I remember when jokes didn't work I'd be like really down like I I'd go through this emotional low and be like oh man I I don't even know why I'm alive yeah, you know yeah, stuff yeah. like that yeah. um, but like now it's like you know I, I don't. I don't really go through all that. Do you think like that's pretty normal after like 10 years of doing whatever? I think each comic is different. Like the best way I like to describe comedians is this. Like let's say you work at an office job uh, in accounting. You're going to have a variety of personalities even though you're all accountants. Some are going to be outgoing, some are going to just want to stay home, some are going to be jerks, some are going to be awesome. That's kind of like with comedians too. Even though we're all doing an extroverted activity, we all run the gamut. There's guys that get so nervous, their hands are sweating like crazy. Like it's just, you can't, you have to wipe your hands after you shake their hand. That's how nervous they get. And there's some guys that are like jerks. Some guys are nice. I've heard of guys in Canada that are racist. They want to fight you. To, to Asian comedians, yeah. In Canada, the yeah, nicest yeah, fucking all, place, yes. Yeah. Wow. Um, and there's some guys that want to be your friends. And some guys that don't want to be your friends. So it's, it's, it just runs the so gamut. So it's like regular human people. Regular human people. <laughs> That's a hot take. Yeah, pretty much. But I think people don't look at us that way because like, oh, because they're doing something that most people can't do, which is talking in front of other people. Yeah. So they think like, oh, you guys are all wired the same. Yeah. But that's not the case. Mm -hmm. Like we're all, we're all a little, you know, we're all different. We all have our nuances. There's guys that you become close with immediately. There's guys that you'll never get close with just because for whatever reason. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, it, it runs the gamut uh, on all that. So we all react differently, well, well, like bombing or things don't work. Um, some guys you can tell get nervous before they go on stage. Some guys aren't. It's yeah. just kind of, you know. So we reached the uh, 16 minute, 52 second mark <laughs> uh -huh. of this episode where we usually like to turn up the heat a little okay. bit. <laughs> get a little bit more serious right about what's going one. on. Yeah, you know? right at that 16.52. What would you consider is the most challenging thing that you've ever experienced in, in the game for yourself? Honestly, it's, it's, to get, it's getting booked. That's like the, the most challenging. Because for us, that's the gateway. Mm. Is getting booked. Um, for, Whose forget, job is it? Is it yours or the managers or like who's club? It's everybody. It's on. It's on everybody. Type of, like for like me personally, like I'd have. I, it's me reaching out to comedy clubs, mm. and like getting no responses. You're just cold calling them. Yeah. Keep reaching. It's basically like cold so calling. It's nerve wracking because you're just. It's like a gamble, and you're like, I hope they choose me. Yeah, I hope. I hope they. Yeah. But it's almost like a job interview every fucking week. Yeah, without talking to them. Oh man, no. and then you just get picked one oh, day. Oh, you're just like yeah. leaving a message? They may, not, they may not click your uh, your link. Because they're getting, they're getting probably hundreds of emails from people, and then they're gonna see the ones that they know. 
you so, know. So this is gonna be a super naive question, but like, let's say for like a dancer, right? Like getting booked maybe is like going out to audition, maybe getting booked because you're casted for something, maybe choreographing for something, maybe dancing for an artist or a, a car commercial. Like mm -hmm. there's just different types of things. For like comics, uh, is there a multitude of different things that getting booked like can cover, whether it be even like screenwriting for a TV show as a comic or like, or is it just really like the avenue of first like, stand up like getting popular through that only yeah it's just like when you're like so basically we don't it's rare that there'll be an audition for stand-up unless it's like america's got talent or like some like tv show there's auditions sure. for that but as far as like for clubs there's no audition process it's either like you know somebody that like um referred you and they, they book you or you email them like cole email them and then hope and pray that they click on your link and they like you and then they'll book you and it's only for stand-up now if you want to write you know, you've got to just write on your own. Got it. And then you have to go through a different avenue mm -hmm. to get... And, and let's say you get, like, successful. Let's say you're, like, getting a lot of momentum and getting booked for, like, stand-up. Like, what's... Is there, like, a, a next... What's the next step concept for somebody like you, at least? Um, you'll know when I get... To or in next, terms of, like, like, things that you like to do, I guess. Yeah, like, you'll know if I get to the next level because I'll talk to none of you. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what usually happens that's on this show. Not saying yeah. you're not there. Not saying you're not there. Just, yeah. just genuinely kind of... When like, people sure. big-time us, you yeah. know. Then, then you'll gone. know. You'll, you, everyone will know. No, uh, the, As you should. Yeah, for me, the next level would so be, like, like, big money. Big money, I feel like. I mean, at the end of the day for entertainment, no matter what anyone says, I'm too cynical to believe that money is not involved. Mm. Like when people want to be actors and you ask them, what do you want to be an actor? Oh, I love acting. I'm so passionate about acting. Then be a fucking theater play exactly. in a small town. But then you know what they'll say? There's no money there. So you want money. Oh, yeah. You want money. But then with acting, less than 1% of the um, Screen Actors Guild Union makes all the money. Mm. And that goes with pretty much everything in entertainment. It's like 1% make the money. And so for comedians, it's about getting booked and it's about money. And so if, if some comedian says, no, I love it for the passion, I, I believe you. I believe you do love telling jokes for the passion. I, I love telling jokes. I love making people laugh. I'm passionate about it. However, if there was no future of like a big payout or a big payday, I think a, like 80, 70 to 80% of comedians would stop being comedians. Yeah. Unless they really have a day job that they crush it professionally yeah. and then like a hobby like yeah. for you most of your years was like a hobby yeah, thing right? yeah yeah hobby. yeah but yeah it, it's if money wasn't involved um i think a lot of people wouldn't do it because why because there's there's a lot of pressure in joke writing um if it doesn't work because you, you you pour your heart into it and if it doesn't work you get sad mm -hmm. and you know and then people and then people talk like oh yeah i've seen walter dude he sucks man but it may have been one bad show. Yeah. But they're gonna use that one bad show and kind of like, pretty much like assume, yeah, well I suck. But then, they, but what they don't realize is like some shows we're just trying stuff out. Yeah. You know we're just we're just like saying, oh I'm gonna see if the what sticks. And then they they came to that show and they're like I saw Walter dude like no one was laughing dude, that guy sucks. Is it like Damn. everyone's kind of workshopping on the weekly at these clubs and then when they get a special that's when they all the ones mm -hmm. that they worked out. That's like the feature film. Yeah. Like that's like the writer's room. The comedy club is some material that for sure is gonna make them laugh, but then their working material, they mix in. Yeah, like so, okay. This is the funny part with comedians is that we're working towards, technically we're working towards nothing. Mm. If you think about it. We're just, we're, we're doing shows and we're making people laugh. But a lot of comedians have this and like, do every time I go to a show like you described Joe, I'm working towards my special. And then if you ask them, oh, you have a special you know, coming along? Oh no, I'm just being prepared. I'm preparing myself. Mm -hmm. So basically, 
when you look at it technically, we're working towards nothing. They're working for an imaginary special. Imaginary special. Like we're working towards nothing. Unless you're like a big name and you've got a three special deal, then yeah, when you're at the clubs, that guy's literally, like Dave Chappelle will literally be doing material to see what to put into a special and to work it out. But like someone like me, or like I call ourselves the mid-level, like the uh, working comedian. Yeah, working comedians where there's, we have no special in the pipeline in the in the works, and so when when a comic like in the mid-level says, "Oh, I'm working towards my special," it's like, "Oh, you got a special coming out? Well, yeah, I'm gonna shoot it myself." Okay, well, that's a little bit different than like mm. getting a, a traditional special. So, you know, to me, I don't, I don't, I guess it's a personal thing. I don't work, I don't write jokes or like perform towards a special. Because I don't have nothing in the works. I'm just working for, well, tonight I'm going to make people laugh, hopefully. And that's my enjoyment from it. But, like, there's a lot of comics that's very business-oriented. Like, I'm working towards, I'm like, I'm going to try these jokes. I'm going to put in my special. Like, what what special <laughs> are you doing, bro? And, like, you know. And so, and if that, but for them, that's what motivates them, then cool. But you know, that's the thing. But, yeah, basically, you know, I, I, I do jokes. You know, we want to get a certain amount, like 30 minutes, an hour. Like, we want that. Uh, but I don't do it to be like, oh, I, I, it's for my hour special I'm going to do. I do it just so, like, I know, like, depending on the show, if these jokes aren't working, I know, like, okay, well, I can hit them with, like, something else. Mm -hmm. You know, like, because like, I do a lot of jokes being single. And if it's all, like, people that don't care about being single, like older people, mm -hmm. they, they, I got to do something else. Because mm -hmm. for them, they don't care about being single. If they're in their it's like reading the room yeah. is the mastery, huh? Yeah, and it, but it's it's the mastery and also being having the material like a wide range to of connect, material yeah. to connect with people. That's um, also key too. Um, so there's a lot involved um, with it. Wow, man! Well, kudos to you because stand-up comedy is yeah, brutal. It's, hard. it's one of the I think it's one of the hardest things in entertainment to be good at. Yeah, yeah. just like dancing, you know, like because like the payout is like everyone expects you to be good, oh, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I think that sucks. Yeah, I was testing material on ABDC, you know. How, how'd that go?